This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We keep it moving, yeah, we do. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, mi gente. Welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode, fresh out the oven, like a delicious cinnamon roll baked at your local Cinnabon. You can smell that shit a mile away. Delicious. It's ready for you to feast on. That is the Low Life Podcast, and we're coming in hot for you, baby. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, talky finger licking, iced coffee sipping, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo Von Rumpf. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be than right here in this moment with you here right now. I hope you're having a beautiful day and a great week so far. But if you're going through it right now, a bit of an existential crisis, you're at a crossroads in your life, if you're feeling stressed out with work or your family relationships or your personal life just feels like it's in freaking shambles right now and you need to escape for a little bit because you're feeling depressed or anxious right now, don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't you fret. You have come to the right place. We're about to turn that frown upside down. we got a great episode in store for you today. I'm so happy you're taking some time for yourself because I know my lowlifers. I know that you're selfless and it's so easy to put other people's needs before your own a lot of times. We forget to take care of ourselves. And so it's really important for you to do that. And you're doing that today. You're choosing to give yourself an hour of joy. You're going to laugh. You're going to learn something in this episode. There's some great takeaways in this conversation, but you're doing something for you, which is really important to do in life. And we can't help other people if we're not taking care of ourselves. The queen always tells me, the most important thing for you to worry about is what's happening between your two ears. What the hell is going on in that mind of yours? As long as you're taking care of that, then you could help others. Then you could do great things in the world, but you got to take care of home base. And so I'm happy you're here for this one because you are definitely going to be taking care of home base today. Oh, and you're going to level up. For 2024, we're all about leveling up. This is our Renaissance era, boo. And so this is the type of episode where you're going to learn so much. It's a very transformative type of conversation because there's so many great takeaways. Before we get into this week's very special episode, though, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked about my mental health score. This week, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being bottom of the barrel, feeling like complete shit, 10 is euphoric bliss. You're feeling on top of the world. I'm definitely not there. 
but I'm going to rate my mental health this week a solid 8.2 out of 10. I'm feeling pretty damn good in this moment. I'm going to ride this to the wheels fall off because as you know, I could detour very quickly and spiral. <laughs> so, right now I'm feeling pretty good though. There are some contributing factors to why my mental health is on a bit of an upswing right now. One thing that's really helped me, and this is a mental trick that I've been doing, and I'm going to share it with you because maybe it will help you out as well. But I've been choosing to focus on these little glimmers in life. Now, I know the word glimmer, but I wasn't familiar with using it in this context. Glimmers are the opposite of triggers that hurt your nervous system and send you into fight or flight mode. Glimmers are those micro moments in your day that make you feel happiness, joy, peace, or gratitude. They actually cue your nervous system into feeling safe and calm. And so these little glimmers could be found in the most mundane things. And I've been really focused on paying attention to those little things, these little glimmers in life, because as I pay attention to those things, those little moments start to add up. And before you know it, I'm at a solid 8.2 out of 10, feeling much better because I'm not looking at the problems in my life, the things that trigger me. I'm just being very present. And so I haven't been on my phone as much and I'm appreciating little things like little Shamu waking me up in the morning is everything to me. Oh my God. I sleep in the mountain climber stance. Are you familiar with the mountain climber stance? It's one leg extended, one leg cocked up like you're scaling a mountain, you know? And so I'm on my belly. That's how I end up sleeping most nights. And so anyway... I'm in bed, mountain climber position, wake up in the morning, blankets, of course, all on top of me. Little Shamu burrows his little way into the blankets, and he loves to dig. We got a digger on our hands. He loves to dig for holes, and so he chose my asshole to dig into. And so <laughs> Little Shamu is in between my freaking booty cheeks, bare cheeks, just digging away rapidly. He has so much energy. It was the most jarring way to be woken up to in the morning. And I was like, what? the hell is going on down there? And so waking up in the morning, the little Shamu digging at my ass cracked me up, but it's those little glimmers of happiness and joy. And I was like, I need to have this kind of excitement to wake up and start my day. I'm inspired by little Shamu. He's so happy to start his day. He has so much hope and happiness in his eyes. And all he wants to do is go take his morning shit and have a good breakfast. And I'm like, you know what? Same Shamu. <laughs> I'm going to take a note out of Shamu's playbook. There's other little moments, like my mom cooked a delicious meal, taking time to actually savor that meal and enjoy it. It's everything to me, a little glimmer of happiness. Something else I've been doing to find little glimmers in my day is starting it off in the right way by going outside. I go outside, even if it's just five minutes, go outside when you start your day. And there's actual scientific research that shows if you go outside, Take a couple inhales, exhales, hold it for four seconds, inhale, then release it. Do that four or five times and just take a moment to look up at the sky, close your eyes, feel the sun, or even if it's gloomy and rainy outside, it doesn't matter. Fresh air will do wonders for your nervous system. It will calm your mind down and it really kind of sets the tone for the rest of your day. And so before doing anything, I'm drinking some lemon water with apple cider vinegar, my little low-life concoction tea that I drink every morning, and going outside for a minute to literally smell the roses. Another glimmer for me is appreciating the skin that I'm in, looking at myself in the mirror and giving myself a compliment or two, which is very hard for me to do. It's easy for me to tear myself down. The negative self-talk is real, but I've been really trying to build myself up and say positive things about myself, rewire my brain, those neuro pathways. If you say positive things about yourself, you carve out that neuro pathway to actually believe it and you will end up feeling happier. It's been proven. And so I've been doing that, 
taking care of the skin that I'm in and appreciating the skin, which is the perfect transition to this week's episode. I planned that out. (laughs) So (laughs) this week's episode is all about taking care of yourself, your skin. So last week, we had a focus on skincare with Elizabeth Smith. She's our in-house skincare resident expert here at the Low Life Podcast. She is amazing when it comes to what to put on your skin, how to take care of it, anti-aging products, products that are going to help you glow from the inside out. There are so many products out there. It's very overwhelming. You could spend a fortune at Sephora. And that's what actually inspired the last couple episodes. I went to Sephora. I ended up dropping way too much money. Felt a bit depressed because I was like, geez, I only got three products and I spent almost $300 on just three products. I was like, damn, it's really expensive to take care of yourself, especially if you're going to your local Sephora. And so because of that, I was like, there's got to be a better way. I don't want to be spending this much money on a regular basis. It's a lot. And so (laughs) that's why I had Elizabeth on because I wanted to break down all the different products. And there are some crazy expensive products that are actually worth the money, worth the hype, but there are so many products. I'd say the majority that are actually overhyped and they're not worth spending on. And it's just a quick money grab. And there are so many influencers that are selling you products that they're not actually using. They're not actually using that shit. They don't love it, but they're going to sell it because it's a way to make money, make a quick buck off of their followers. And so I get it, but I also hate it at the same time. And I don't want to do that on this show. And so I want to find affordable options that can save you money, but also you can take care of yourself. And so that's why we did the skincare series with Elizabeth. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, treat yourself to that one. It is the fundamentals of skincare. We answer so many skincare questions in that one and give you a basic breakdown, A to C, what to use for your daily routine and nighttime routine and how to apply products. So that was last week's episode. We're talking about skin. Now we transition to this week's episode. We got our skin taken care of. We're looking all nice and glowy. We've ordered our products. There's links in the description of this episode to order products for every episode. And so now I want to level up our makeup game because we got the skincare going, but makeup is a huge industry. The beauty industry, oh my God, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And as I was at Sephora, I was overwhelmed by all the products. And I can't believe how expensive some of these products were costing for basic makeup. And so I know you could spend $65 on a concealer. You could also get one for $6, but because there are so many different options and so many different price points from designer to drugstore, I wanted to have someone come on the show that really knows their shit. That's not a paid guest. That's the thing for a lot of podcasts. They will have paid guests come on their show. I'm not throwing any shade to people that do that because I know a lot of people need to do that for their podcast or they prefer to do that. But it's basically one big giant ad because when you have a paid guest come on the show, and I'll always be transparent and let you know if that's happening here, but I don't want to do that for skincare or for makeup stuff because the conversation will be so limited. If you have a paid sponsored guest, basically they come on the show to promote whatever product they have to sell. And so it's very limiting in what they can say. They're not allowed to talk about other brands. They have to be very careful in what they say. There's talking points they have to hit with the host. And so it just feels contrived and like a giant ad for you to listen to. And so I'm not about that. I actually want to have a guest on that could break it down with no rules, no restrictions. They could say whatever they need to say and just speak nothing but the truth here. A straight shooter here at the Low Life Podcast. That's what I want for this show. And that's what you're getting today. Lindsay Doyle is an incredible makeup artist. She's been a friend of mine for, oh my gosh, we're going on a decade of friendship. What I love about Lindsay Doyle is 
She is an artist who is so passionate about what she does. And when it comes to the beauty industry, specifically with makeup, there are a lot of influencers out there who are killing it in their space. For example, Nikki Tutorials. We love Nikki Tutorials. She's doing fresh beatdowns. She's baking her face where you put tons of powder, you let it set, and then you go in with more powder and contouring. That's a very specific look that she has. Or there's James Charles, who I find super annoying, but he has a crazy big following out there. He's also a big makeup artist. And so there's that style of makeup artist, the new age makeup artist, if you will. And they're putting their tutorials out online, but they're working on their own faces. Like that's what they know. But then there are the artists that I love to work with. These are the industry experts. They've been in the game for a long time. They have worked on and painted some of the most incredible faces in the entertainment industry. And they're not about the social media stuff. They're about the actual skill set. They're classically trained. They work with different types of skin tones, different textures, all shapes and sizes, colors, and different people, men, women. They've done it all. And these are the artists that are really masters of their craft. They know what they're doing. They're extremely passionate about it. And they work on so many different people that they have a really good sense of what the hell you should be using and not using, especially when it comes to red carpets and entertainment, because I've noticed when it comes to red carpets, celebrities painting their faces, it is a very tough world to break into. It is not an easy industry to do red carpet makeup and work with celebrities. There's a lot of egos involved, very strong personalities. It's a polarizing industry that most people will get chewed up and spit out in. We talked about it with Lindsay. This is not her first time on the podcast. I had her come on back in December and she was talking about the industry, how she got her start. Her first client she ever got to work on was Jennifer Aniston. That was a fluke situation. She was working at Mac and she shares that story about how she got her start in the industry, her big breakthrough. And now 20 years later, she has this incredible career and she is so respected in the industry, in the entertainment world. She has a very impressive roster of clients and faces that she's painted, like Lily Aldridge, Maren Morris. She's worked with Kelsey Ballerini. Rita Wilson is a good friend of hers and client. Avril Lavigne, my fellow millennials, you'll love her. Paula freaking Abdul, Miranda Lambert, Karen Fairchild, Leanne Rimes, Walker Hayes, Dan and Shay. I mean, she's worked with so many incredible artists, specifically in the country world because she's based in Nashville, Tennessee. And so she's worked a lot with country stars, but she's been in the entertainment industry working in Los Angeles, New York. She travels all around the world to do makeup, to do what she loves. And she's really freaking good at it. And so I'm so thankful to have this relationship where I'm so close with her. I could stay in her home whenever I go to visit Nashville and we could talk makeup. And so I asked her, Lindsay, will you come on the show and just break down all the products that you use? Like, I want to hear the best and the worst products to use. So she agreed to do it. She's an open book. And there are so many great tips that you're going to get from this episode. We talk about the actual makeup process. Let me tell you a bit about my journey when it comes to makeup. I like to wear a BB cream on the daily, which is I take a, a bit of foundation, like one droplet of foundation, and I'll mix it in with my moisturizer or my sunblock, and I apply that with a beauty blender. That's the extent of how much makeup I like to use. Sometimes when I do on-camera stuff, I do a bit more makeup. I'll do some concealer, I'll rock some bronzer, and I'll make sure I brush up the eyebrows. But what I love about 2024 is men are realizing that it's okay to wear makeup. Straight men, gay men, wherever you are on the spectrum, doesn't matter. Dudes are wearing makeup. Every man you see in Hollywood, in entertainment, on camera, including influencers, because I paint their faces all the time, I do men's makeup for my clients a lot, but they're all 
rocking a full face of makeup. So it's men, it's women. We're all having to wear makeup once in a while, if not daily. So with makeup, there are a lot of different techniques that you could use. But I wanted to talk to Lindsay because she's top of her game, best of the best, working on some of the most beautiful faces that pay a lot of money to work with Lindsay. But we're getting to work with Lindsay today for free at no cost to you. Thank you. So (laughs) we talked today about the actual makeup process, how to apply your foundation, your concealer, how to actually pick your foundation color. Are you warm, cool, or neutral? How do you decide which foundation color to get? Also, we talk about beauty blenders versus the good old-fashioned brush. How do you apply your foundation? I personally love a beauty blender, but after this episode, I might be switching to a brush. Lindsay loves herself a brush, a very specific type of brush. We break that down in this episode. We also talk about setting sprays, tips on how to apply your setting spray. Also, just makeup application when it comes to dry skin versus oily skin. And there are very specific products that you should be looking out for if you have dry skin or oily skin. We also talk about the best bronzers, high, medium, and low price point bronzers. I love an expensive bronzer from Too Faced Cosmetics, but I share my favorite affordable bronzer in this episode that you can find at your local CVS or Walgreens. Lindsay also gives her favorite cream blush that is very affordable and it is a designer dupe because I think she loved the Chanel cream blush or YSL one, which is like 70 bucks, but there's one that's under $15 that will get the job done that is just as good, if not even better, because I like the color tones it has more than Chanel and YSL. We also talk about the best foundation to use, the best splurge foundation, and the best foundation for your daily use to save some money on. I really did my homework on this episode. I'm proud of myself for doing the research because I ended up going to CVS and Walgreens with Lindsay. We bought a bunch of drugstore makeup, affordable stuff. Now, she already has the expensive stuff in her kit. She already has all the designer expensive makeup, but she doesn't have drugstore makeup. And so I went and bought a shit ton of it. All the viral stuff that I've seen on TikTok, all the products that I'm seeing being promoted to me, I wanted to try them all out and see what's actually working. And I wanted to make sure it is Lindsay Doyle approved because she's the celebrity makeup artist who knows her shit better than anybody. And so if she loves it and she's like, actually, this is a really good dupe, then it became low life approved on today's show. She shared some really great tips on how to brighten your eyes and make your eyes appear even larger. We talk about liquid versus pencil eyeliners and how to properly curl your lashes, strip lashes versus using individual lashes. Oh, there's just so much information. I love this one. This is going to be a level up episode for you. I'm so happy you're here for this particular episode because you are in for a treat. And we're able to do this episode because you support the show. You're tuning in every week. You're supporting it. You're sharing these conversations with a friend, with a loved one, with your coworkers. Thank you for doing that. And also, thank you for taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it is a game changer for a podcast. You're helping to build this community, and I love you so much for doing that. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for leaving the review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to the show because it really does make an impact on this show, and we're growing, baby. We are growing this podcast because of you, so thank you again for leaving that weekly review. I appreciate you, and I have Lindsay Doyle on the show to say thank you as well. And so (laughs) without further ado, let's jump into this week's very special beauty episode with celebrity makeup artist, Lindsay Doyle. Hit it. I'm vanilla, baby. I'll choke you, but I ain't no killer, baby. She 28, telling me I'm still a baby. I get love in Detroit like Skiller, baby. And the thing about your boy is, I don't even know what you're changing. You can't tell me down. But you can whip your loving on me. That's right, that's right. Whip your loving on me. Young J.A. 
Coming in hot. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Let's freaking do this. There's so many people out there needing help with their makeup, yes. myself included. It's funny. I'll look at pictures of myself back in the day, and I thought I was killing it back then. I was like, oh, I look super cute. Same, honey. Same. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think we all look back. I'm like, oh, my God, my brows, those sperm brows. Oh, what a terrible it. trend. It's coming back. Sperm brows are back, baby. People love thin brows again. The Pamela Anderson special, like yeah. super thin. Have you noticed that with your clients? Or is anybody wanting that? Not yet. Thank God. Thankfully. <laughs> I see it all over TikTok and it's becoming a thing again. Yeah. Sperm brows. Mm. Oh. I love Kevin Aquan. He is an idol of mine. The makeup artist. Yes. Who passed away. He passed away. But he was the one who started that very thin eyebrow trend in the 90s. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So he created that look for a runway show for supermodels. And that's what really kicked off the trend. I, I mean, he's such an icon. I have his books over here. I'm just like obsessed with him. But yeah, like, great. But that was one thing. And I get it for like runway. I, I totally understand Anything why he did runway. it. Like you can it throw was a penis like, on the face for runway. Yes. It doesn't matter. Anything goes. But normal <laughs> life, goes. come on. It was very avant-garde. And that's not something that we normally should do in everyday life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you tried his products? Kevin Aquan Cosmetics, you a yes. fan? Oh, it's great. Yes. Yeah. His foundation is a bit heavy. It's it like is. very it's full very coverage. very full coverage. His concealers and foundations are very full coverage, but sometimes, you know, you need that. Sometimes so. you need that full coverage yes, moment. you do. I want to start this off asking where you're at mental health wise. How are you doing, mama? I'm, I'm doing good. The kids have a good Christmas. We did. We had a great Christmas. It was pretty chill. We just stayed here in Nashville. We didn't travel this holiday season, which was really nice. Yeah. And it was good. I love that you guys, when it came to like doing gifts and stuff, your family just decided to do like an experience or you said that you'll just all pitch in for a trip sort of a thing. I love yeah. that. You're talking so, about for the holidays. Yeah, my family, I don't even know how many, gosh, we, you know, my parents, of course, will buy things for my kids and their other grandchildren. And it's it's mainly about the kids. But as like adult to adult, we no longer buy gifts for each other. We just decided gosh, I don't even know how many years ago now that it was like, this is silly just buying something for you that you're probably going to return and you don't really like anyways. And I don't know your style. Yeah. And, you know, instead of doing that, we just were like, hey, let's let's not do that. And why don't we just either plan a trip or an experience or a time that we can be together. And it's taken so much pressure off the holidays. So it's like, I just buy Christmas gifts for the kids and that's it. And it's it's wonderful. It really is. So- I love it. It's been great. Yeah. Mental health wise, where are you on the scale right now? Oh, one to ten. One to ten. I think I'm, you know, like an eight five. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Lindsay. You're feeling good. I'm Glowy feeling good. skin. <laughs> Hair's blown out. Oh, Today's a good day for you. It's a We're good starting day. off 2024 strong, Queen. You know, I think you just set the intention and try to make every day good. One foot in front of the yes, other. Yes, one day at a freaking time. Yeah. So there are so many questions when it comes to makeup. Yes. I have been in the industry for a while. And so I learned a lot from you and watching lots of makeup artists. But for people that are listening to this, there's so many out there that are like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. They don't know what they're doing with makeup. It's a lot. Yeah. There's so many products out there. There's 
hundreds, thousands of brands at this point. Uh, there's low price points. You can get a $3 concealer. You can get a $65 concealer. Mm-hmm. And so I want to break down or more. Yeah. Oh my God. Like Le Prairie. Yeah. Le Prairie is like $150 yeah. starting off. And so there's a lot out there. I want to break it down. Mm-hmm. And I want this episode to just be jam-packed with information on how to get a beautiful dewy skin look. Because there's so many different types of looks you can go for. Absolutely. But I feel like for this show, most people, day-to-day life, they just want to look like they have beautiful skin, natural you know, maybe a little, a little shimmer, a little yeah. highlight and just like a clean skin approach. I yeah. think that's what most people fresh. are leaning towards. Fresh face. Fresh face. You're feeling good. There's nothing better than getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth and just putting on a little fresh face and yeah. going out in the day, you know, and feeling it's good like, about yourself. You feel good. Yeah. I know a lot of people back in the day, this was like early 2000s, wanted that full coverage beat down, mm-hmm. bake the powder under the eyes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now people are really wanting to go for more of a natural, beautiful look. I want to start it off. You're waking up in the morning. What is the first step that you should do? Like, well, of course you wash your face. And like when you go into celebrity red carpet moments, you're seeing these clients, they're looking like a mole rat fresh out of bed. <laughs> like, Those are your words, not mine, Lo. <laughs> yeah. No one feels cute. No, you know, you no. got the puffy eyes, whatever. Yeah. And so I want to break down what you should be doing, the steps. Mm-hmm. And then I have some questions from the low lifers. I have so many questions. Okay. And so starting it off, do you like to use a primer? That's the first thing I want to ask you because a lot of people love primers, but it's like a 50-50 thing. You either love them or you never use them. Yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly because I personally do not use a primer. You're not a prim- not personally or on your clients? I really don't. Um, I, uh, it depends on the skin type on my client. Okay. If I have a client that tends to be really oily or if they sweat a lot and they're doing a live performance, I will use a primer to help alleviate actual sweat. Like a, oh, a, okay. So that kind of thing. So unless you're going to be like super sweaty or like doing something outdoorsy, you probably wouldn't need a primer for day-to-day life. Yeah. You know, makeup is subjective, right? We can sit here and tell, say everything is what makes you feel best, what makes you, it's self-expression. You know, there's no right or wrong technically because everybody does things a different way. And everyone's skin is so and different. And everyone's skin is so different. So I think first thing in the morning, you should get up and wash your face, get a great cleanser, whatever, again, works best for your skin type. And then I say eye cream, moisturizer. If you do a serum, wonderful, bare minimum, you know, moisturizer. And then sunscreen. I think you should put sunscreen on every day. Absolutely. So yeah. And then a primer, you know. If you're going to be sweaty or you have really oily skin. And there's primers that are for combination skin too, or more of a dry skin. Personally, I like to have more of a natural look and I like to blend my foundation within to like my moisturizer so that it just looks more of like a dewy skin look. I like the look of skin and I feel like skin is in and it has been for a while. Even though like you mentioned, we we did go through that season of like being really baked. It doesn't look great in person. It looks great in photos and that's about it. Yeah. Like if you see someone on a red carpet and they're baked to death, it looks good in photos, but it does not look good when you're doing face-to-face like we are right now. Yeah, I get it. So so I want to ask you a controversial question. Yeah. Are we using a brush for application of foundation or are we going with a beauty blender? Because beauty blenders are expensive. It's like, what, $20 for one little sponge from the, the classic beauty blender company? Yes, I believe you're around the price, around that price point. Though. I personally try and true brush all day long. Really? Yes. You love applying foundation mm-hmm. with a brush. I do. Okay, so why do you love using a brush over a beauty blender? 
Because I'm a beauty blender girl. I love my beauty blender. You but, love a beauty blender. Well, I, I like it, but I also realize it does waste a lot of product because it gets stuck in the sponge. There's so much product that goes to waste. Yes. But I just like the look and feel of it. But maybe I haven't mastered using a brush because the one time I did, I had streaks all over my face and it didn't look nice and blended in. So yes. Was, so the application with a brush is definitely, you know, there's different ways that you can apply using a brush. And the type of brush is also, if it's like a flat foundation brush, that's like more of a synthetic hair versus, you know, a duo fiber brush that has two different types of hair in them that you can really buff it in and blend it into the skin. So again, with a brush, it really just depends on how much coverage you're wanting. If you're wanting it to really blend in with the moisturizer that you just put on. Yeah. Or if you need more of a fuller coverage foundation, then you want to really like press it into the skin and you can use like a flat brush to do that. So to get that airbrush look, I think a lot of people, myself included, want that beautiful airbrush skin type you of look. You got to buff it into the skin. Buff it into, are you using a flat motions. brush or a fluffy brush? No, I like more of a fluffier brush. And then you kind of buff it and go like this. Circular motions. Circular motions. All over the face. Yep. Neck included. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pull it down onto the neck. I got to try using yeah. a fluffy brush because I've never... Yeah. Well, I can show you some it. options on brushes for the low lifers. Yes, please. Yes. Let's talk about under eye circles. Yes. Raccoon eyes. Raccoon eyes. How do we handle <laughs> the dark circles under the eyes? Do you put any foundation underneath the eyes or do you avoid the under eye area and just put concealer? Okay. So first of all, if you've got really puffy eyes, I always recommend like an eye patch. You can get them at the drugstore. You yeah. can get them at Sephora. Skin Iceland makes an amazing hydrogel eye patch. Any sort of hydration, depuffing, or tried and true, just a little ice cube and rub it underneath the eye or frozen spoon. Or like I have the little eye face balls that you put in the freezer. Yeah. Those are great. My kids love to play with them too. And they think it's funny. So, you know, there's that. Depuff the eyes first. (laughs) Depuff the eyes first. Eye cream, let it set in. If you're needing more coverage, do your foundation first because you want to get that really good airbrush buff look that we just talked about. Put your foundation on first and then go in with concealer. So that way, when you put the concealer on, you're not wiping it away with the foundation. Concealer second. If you're really trying to get coverage underneath the eye. If you have like really bad dark circles, then you can put foundation under your eyes then. So you don't have to. It's kind of like, you know, if you're going to put concealer on underneath your eyes, you don't need to put the foundation all the way up underneath the eye. You can kind of stop it right in this area here, uh, right above the, you know, the cheekbone. How do we get rid of creasing though? Once you have concealer on, it starts to crease. How the hell do I get rid of that shit? So a setting powder can be great for that and just kind of gently press it into the skin. That's kind of where, no, you want to use a brush or you can use a sponge for that as well. Either one is fine. But I would press just so that it, it kind of stays in place. It sets the concealer so it doesn't move. So once you have your concealer on, You've set it with some powder, mm-hmm. Laura Mercier translucent powder. Translucent's a good, uh, yeah. Or if you want a little bit of color underneath the eye, that's fine too to set it with either like a, a shade lighter than your skin tone so that it doesn't make the concealer dark. How do you know what color to go with foundation wise? Because there's cool tone skin, there's warm tone, there's neutral base. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you even figure out what foundation color you are? I struggle with that. I think I'm warm because I'm olive skin, mm-hmm. but I don't really know. So typically like within foundations, concealers, most companies align if you're if it's a warm tone that's more of a pink undertone in the skin so like matte cosmetics for example their warm foundations are are pink undertones their cool foundations are yellow undertones 
So a good way to kind of look is like if you look under like at your wrist okay. and just look underneath and kind of see. I see the color of my veins. Does that have something to do with it? <laughs> no, you're see how I'm a lot more pink and you're more yellow. Yes. Okay. So you would want to go more of a cool tone than a warm tone. Really? Because you have more yellow. So to like balance it out sort of a thing? It's not balancing. It's just is, kind oh, of going. Is yellow considered cool? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like MAC Cosmetics, their color formulations are warm tones are, are more of a pink undertone. Cool tones are more. And then they have also neutral, which is like a combination. So if you kind of like in, sit in the middle and you find that warm tends to turn to pink on your skin, then you can kind of go with more of a neutral based. Oh my God. I've been wearing the wrong color foundation for years. I've been going, I always thought it was warm. But do you find that when you put warm foundation on your, you look more like pink? pink. Yes, yeah. By the why. end of the day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I look, but I also am like eczema. Maybe it's a little rosacea flare up. I don't know. I've never really dived into that. Try a cool tone and see if it works I for you. Because yeah. you definitely have more of yellow undertones in your skin. Got so it. see if that works oh for you. Oh my God. Okay. So once we figure out our foundation color, concealer is the same. You want to go with the neutral, warm, or cool undertone? Yeah. And with concealer too, you typically want to go a sh like a shade lighter. It, not yeah. always, but don't sometimes- Don't go too light though. You don't want to go too crazy. light. But if, if it is a little bit lighter, like let's say you got one, you took off the packaging and you can't exchange it or whatever- Use it, but just kind of blend it with your foundation so that the color kind of deepens a little bit. And then you can also use a powder when you're setting it that will help the color if it feels like it's too light. Do you love a setting spray for your foundation to keep it on? Again. <laughs> Controversial. Controversial. It's a 50-50. Some people love setting sprays. I don't personally use them, but... I don't in my personal everyday use of makeup, but I think depending on the look that I'm achieving on a client, it's really 50-50. Like it really just depends on what I want the overall look to be. Sometimes I'll use a setting spray or like Fix Plus from MAC Cosmetics. I'll spray it on my brush for powder shadows if I want it to be really, really shimmery and I want it to look like liquid. So that's like a fun way to use a spray as well. Also, like we talked about a beauty blender, you can spray your beauty blender and just really kind of press your makeup into the face once you're done to kind of, if you don't want to spray your face with the setting spray, you can spray it on the beauty blender and just kind of pat it into the skin. When it comes to applying makeup, there's so many different skin types out there. Mm -hmm. So for someone that has super dry skin, let's say aging skin. So I remember my mom was running into this because she's always had very oily skin. Mm -hmm. And then as she got a little bit older in her fifties, she said, oh my God, my skin just feels a little drier. And so she swore by just the one that I use too. I love a bronzer. Live for a bronzer. Sunkiss yes. bronzer look. Are you a bronzer fan? I love bronzer, yeah. Like even if I don't wear any sort of foundation, sometimes I just give myself a little bronze. Yeah. And the one that I swear by for years was uh, Too Faced Cosmetics, mm -hmm. Chocolate Souffle. Oh. Ooh, dark chocolate <laughs> souffle, baby. Very hard to find. It's always sold out at Sephora. Yeah. I think it's like 30, 40 bucks. So it's like a higher price point bronzer, but it does smell like chocolate. It doesn't break me out though. And it's matte. It's a matte bronzer. And I love that. As a guy, I don't want a ton of shimmer on my face, especially if I'm on camera. Yeah. And so I swore by that one. Now it's too difficult to get. So now I've switched to Physician's Formula. I used to wear Physician's Formula back in the, the day. Yeah, it's great though. It's great. I kind of forgot about it. Thanks for bringing it back up to me because it is a, a good one. That is my favorite. That's a little hack for the low lifers. The Physician's Formula Bronzer is 
very comparable to some of the expensive ones I've used, like NARS Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I wore Laguna Beach NARS bronzer (laughs) a decade of Laguna Beach on my face. I love it. (laughs) Loved it. And so as I've been using that, I noticed my mom, she used to use that as well. We have the same skin tone, but now it's looking cakey on her because her skin's drier. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to someone who has drier skin or aging skin, what do you recommend when it comes to blushes, bronzers, any sort of powder products? It's tough to use them because it looks cakey. I would transition into a cream base. I love a cream-based blush. I love a cream-based bronzer. You could do your whole face in cream-based. And especially with aging skin, you want to, if you don't want things to settle in fine lines and wrinkles, cream just really, really helps that. Now, obviously you can't be too heavy-handed with the cream-based stuff. So you want to be cautious on that. But I think cream overall with dry skin, maturing skin, that's the place you should live. Yes. So I know the Milani cream-based blush. Yeah. People swear by it. You tried it. It looks really pretty. You're wearing it right now. I'm wearing it right now. I really like it. I think it's great. Is it Lindsay Doyle approved? It's Lindsay Doyle approved for the (laughs) lowlifers. Looks really pretty. No, honestly, like I've always loved a cream blush. I think cream blush is so beautiful because you can, if let's, let's say you have like any sort of like freckles or anything, like you want to see the skin through it. That's what a cream base blush does. It just lets you see the skin through it. So it's just a natural like kiss of the cheek, you know? It's oh, just I like love it. it's like that old school, you know, when people like back in the day used to grab your cheeks and pinch, and pinch them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Or prick your finger with the, so you get a little blood and then put it on your cheeks. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know I that. I saw that. that. I think I saw that it was a prison movie. Never mind. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. What is your favorite foundation to use, your go-to? I want the luxury version, and then I've been trying so many foundations in preparation for this very moment. Yeah. And so I have my... A Lindsay Doyle approved hack, but your go-to foundation for someone that wants to splurge on this. If you want to splurge, I think Armani Luminous Silk Foundation is so beautiful. A little goes a long way. So I get, I can do my full face and neck and a little bit on my chest with one pump. I'll pump the foundation on the back of my hand and then use a brush like we talked about earlier and buff it into my skin. And it's gorgy. It's so beautiful. And then, you know, add concealer where you need a little extra coverage and you're good to go. So for the hack to that, Mm -hmm. I'm going with L'Oreal's 
True Match. True Match, baby. L'Oreal True Match is a beautiful foundation. I will say so myself. It's under $20. It's really great. I can't confirm this, but I've heard multiple times that L'Oreal True Match mascara, a lot of companies will reference when they're formulating their products. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because it's a good one. It's in the colors... They have a good range of colors that tend to work really well across the board. Oh, we got to talk about brows. Brows. Brows are so important. That's your favorite thing. As a makeup artist, every makeup artist has a starting point somewhere on a face. Some people love to start crazy enough with the lips. Others are all about skin. Some people love a good shadow, eyeshadow, a brow. Lindsay Doyle, I know you're the queen of brows. <gasps> the windows to the soul, you love eyes and brows. And I, I've watched you do makeup for years. And I always notice that before even foundation, you start with I eyes. I start with brows. Which I think people also, that's a great hack. Start yeah. your makeup off with your eyes first and your brows. I heard something years ago when I when I first started out really diving into the makeup world that it's like brows really shape the face and help with symmetry. So if you start with brows, it's it's your palette to then move from there. So I personally, the first thing I do when I start with a client is their skincare. So we do moisturizer, eye cream, primer if needed. Sure. Yeah. You're not using it, but some people might. And then I go into brows and, and that's where I start. So you go with brow pencil, little brow gel, Brow pencil, brow gel. I like a wax-based brow pencil because I find that it doesn't really move once you set it in place. And How do you know if it's wax-based? Does it say it on the packaging? It should, yes. Mm Wax-based. What's the one that you like to use? I either go with Anastasia Beverly Hills. Their their brow products are- Yeah, they're known for that. They're amazing. Or MAC Cosmetics also has a great one. Yeah, that's a bit of a lower price point. MAC Cosmetics, it's not as expensive as- Anastasia Beverly Hills. I don't think it's, yeah, I think it's a little more affordable. Yeah. And then I found one great from NYX Cosmetics Brow Pencil. They're a microfine brow pencil. Great. And chocolate brown is what I use. So they have a a soft taupey brown too for blondes. Yeah. It's so good. And it's all of like, I don't know, eight or $10. I like to to do a pencil that, like I said, that's a wax base because then you can get the fine hair strokes and you can just like, go through your brows versus like shadow fills it in, but then it just looks very solid. I like the look that you can see the hair yeah. strokes. So I start the face with the brows and then I then I move on to eyeshadow, creating the eye. That way, if you're like blending the eye and you're going for like a crazy, like dark smoky eye, anything that falls underneath, you can just kind of take a wipe, clean it up. Oh, that's and great. then move on. You can handle the fallout without having to mess up your foundation and concealer. Yes. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes if you put foundation on and then you go do this crazy smoky eye, there's then you got stuff falling down and then you kind of like take it off and redo it. So this alleviates that step if you do it that way. Do you prefer individual or strip lashes for events? Individual. Really? Do you yes. ever use strip lashes? I will use a strip lash, but I, if I'm using them on a client, I like to cut them and kind of create my own You turn look. them into basically individual I, lashes. I be, or like a half, like a half strip lash, like outer corner and then kind of fill in. I think, you know, for a long time, I definitely use a strip lash. Why do you prefer an individual lash now? Because I think that the look of just looking like natural lashes to where it's like you just have amazing eyelashes is way more in versus than this thick strip. Yeah, pageant lashes. Pageant lashes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
once you end up doing the eyes, something I struggle with is when I have my concealer on and I do a little bit of mascara. Mm-hmm. And we do have a mascara dupe for you yes, here we at the podcast. Do. We've done our homework. We did our homework. We went and bought products. We tried them out. We filmed mm-hmm. each other trying them. Yep. And I know that you swear by the Armani mascara. You love it. Mm-hmm. What's the name of it again? Like Black Cat or something like that? Black Ecstasy. Black Ecstasy. Yeah. And so that's your tried and true. That's my tried and true. I also have another one that I think we talked about the last time, one from MAC Cosmetics. They also have great mascaras too. So that one could be like a little bit cheaper. And then we did do our research and yes. went and got some Maybelline and some L'Oreal. Yeah, L'Oreal. L'Oreal Voluminous was my winner. Yeah, L'Oreal Voluminous Mascara, waterproof version. Mm -hmm. It's under 10 bucks. I mean, maybe it's $12. It's under $20. Under 20. Found at your local CVS or Walgreens. Yes. And it actually looks great. You're wearing it now and it looks beautiful. Yes. The problem that I have with mascaras, I do have long lashes. My lashes grow out straight though. So I like to give them a little bit of a curl. Yes. Can we break down how to curl your lashes properly? How the hell do we get the perfect voluminous lash should we curl first you and apply mascara? Yes, you want to curl first because if you put mascara on and then go ahead and clamp down, you're going to have a line where the lash curler was. Yes. <laughs> like indented into the mascara. Yeah. And then they tend to kind of go all... So it's like curl first and then apply the mascara. And then once I apply my mascara... Um, there's also like mascara gel, like a pre-gel, pre Oh, like a primer for a, your a, mascara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that worth using? Does it actually help? It can. I think if you're having issues with fallout or flakiness of mascara, that can be a couple of different things. One, you might need to just toss that one and get a new one. You might've had it for too long. Sometimes if you have mascaras for longer than six months, you need to just get a new one. You know, it's not working properly mm-hmm. at that point. Or a lot of times there's different mascaras that almost create, they create a tube around the lashes and that can help with fallout as well. So like if you're finding that mascaras flake on you too much, if you get a mascara that creates little tubes around the lash, it tends to hold more. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So once you put your mascara on, I've noticed that I get raccoon eyes. I get mascara underneath my eyes and I, it's like dark circles. It's because I have oily skin. And so I've tried drying my lashes. That's why I don't like to wear mascara Yeah, because it ends up looking like shit by the afternoon. (laughs) And I just look like I've been on a bender. I think if you curl your lashes good first and then you try the mascara, you should try the waterproof one. I have. And it still doesn't work? Well, it's not as bad, but I still do get a little bit of darkness under the eye. Like it still runs a little bit. I just have super oily skin. So I'm like, what the hell can I do? Because I want to wear mascara once in a while, but- are you And are you setting your concealer underneath? I set my concealer with Laura Mercier Secret Eye Brightening Powder. Okay. My, another favorite product of mine. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a compressed white powder. It looks like cocaine. <laughs> and you just take a little dab of that. I put it on with my finger. You I, do? Okay, I, great. Uh, whatever finger this is. Your ring finger. My ring finger. Dab, dab. And then I just press it into- the concealer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that should help with the runoff, but it really doesn't. Is there anything else I could do? <laughs> I would tr- try a tube, a mascara that creates tubes, like the little tubes around your lashes. Okay. And see if that helps you. Okay. Do you prefer liquid liner or an actual pencil on lining the eyes? 
Ooh, okay. Again, this topic is definitely depending on the look that you're going for because a winged liquid liner is definitely a look, right? Versus like a pencil liner that's smudged or even if you want the pencil look, pencil tends to be a softer look versus a liquid liner. This is really depending on the look that you're going for. One seems way more dramatic. I like both for different reasons. Okay. So on a day-to-day look, I would probably go with a pencil versus a liquid liner on an everyday look. A liquid liner, it's just a little bit more of a dramatic just because it tends to have like a sheen to it. It's darker, like the color pigmentation is just more forward. So I think for an everyday look, I would go with a pencil over a liquid liner, but I love a liquid liner look. Like Yeah, so pretty. Yeah. What about white eyeliner? I've heard that white eyeliner just on your waterline. On your waterline. Using white eyeliner will make your eyes look very awake, especially for on-camera stuff. So instead of white, if I want that, if I'm trying to achieve that look to kind of brighten, what I will do is there's pencils that are skin tone. So I keep talking about MAC Cosmetics because they do really have like everything across the board, but they have their eye coal pencils that come in skin tones. So they have like, it's like an NC15 NW20. So it's like a combination color of cool and warm that you can put in on the waterline. And then they have the darker ones as well. But that And that makes you look more awake? It'll brighten- Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize to and, use- And create a fuller, like a more open look. A flesh on colored White stick. is fun too, but it's definitely it's definitely brighter and more noticeable. So if you're trying to like create that illusion, natural. then that's definitely more of a natural approach doing something, you know, getting a pencil that's more skin tone approved for the eye area. How long should we be keeping our makeup? Because you get so much shit sent to you mm-hmm. and I buy a bunch of makeup and I have, sometimes PR sends me makeup Yeah, and it's good products. Sometimes I don't get to it. How long should we be storing our makeup? Because I think a lot of people out there are using rotting makeup on their faces, <laughs> not throwing shit out. Some people keep their lipsticks for years, but what's the average lifespan and how do you know when to throw it out? As a makeup artist, especially because you're working on clients constantly. Yeah, so, so to- something that's like a cream-based or a liquid If it's more than two years old. That's a long time. Eyeshadows can last a really long time. Like I've had eyeshadows in my kit for quite a while because they're a powder. Like years? Yeah. Because they're a powder based. And as long as like for obviously like I have to clean all of my brushes and sponges that I'm using on clients every single time. So as long as you're keeping up personally with that at home, I think you can, powder-based products can last much longer. They have a much longer shelf life than something that's cream or like a lipstick. They'll start to smell after a while if you're not using them. Or if they're like, if you leave it in your car and the formulation gets really hot and then it cools off, it's going to change the formulation anyways. So like you always want to keep it, you know, in like a good neutral temperature as well. <laughs> sure. But how long should we be keeping our lipsticks? Um, how long do you keep your lipsticks for? You buy a lipstick 2024. 20, when are you getting rid of it? I think it could go a, a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Year or two max. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like my work kit, I pay more attention to than my own personal stuff, which is hilarious because, you know, that's what it is. There's so many makeup artists that don't even wear makeup themselves because they're so focused on the client. Yeah. That they're like, I'm just wearing some BB cream and lip gloss. Yeah. I personally have the mentality of like going in and kind of like making myself presentable and look the part because I think that's that's just something I kind of grew up with. Like, yeah. 
you know, I, I think that's important if you're wanting to be in this industry that you represent yourself as a brand. It's almost like if you went to a dentist and the dentist had a missing front tooth and yellow teeth, you're Jacked like, I girl. don't, I don't know that I want to come here, you know? So I always, that's kind of always been my mentality. What about someone who has textured skin? And so there's a lot of texture there and they want a smooth skin look. I'm sure you've run into that with clients if they have you know, acne prone skin or any sort of scarring. How do you handle that? Because using a lightweight foundation isn't going to cut it. And so I'm, I'm wondering, like, how do you navigate that so that they do look great on camera or just in person too? Absolutely. If, you know, I always tell my clients if I'm working with somebody routinely, first and foremost, I think getting into a great esthetician or a dermatologist to, you know, I know you had Elizabeth on the podcast multiple times. She's amazing. Yeah. Getting in with somebody that you can really kind of get into a great skincare regimen and routine is first and foremost. Now with scarring or acne flare-ups and things like that, I always tend to, like I was talking earlier about foundation, I will typically do the foundation first so that I can achieve the look that I'm w really wanting. Like if I want more of like a lighter coverage, more of that dewy finish. You want it to look lighter coverage. I want it to look lighter but coverage. It's full coverage. Well, but it doesn't have to be all over the face. You know, like let's say you just have like some hormonal acne here around your chin area and that needs more attention. The foundation on your forehead and your cheekbones can be a lot lighter than... You know, and then we'll Got use it. concealer to cover on um, the chin area that needs that needs more. Okay. So when you're using a concealer to cover up, you definitely want to use a brush because if you use your fingers, your fingers are going to actually warm the makeup up and they'll move the makeup, so it's not going to stay on the actual like pimple that you're trying to cover up. You oh, need a that's brush. a great tip. Yeah, you want a brush to kind of push in. Definitely want to apply concealer with a brush. Don't warm it up with your fingers so that it doesn't move everywhere. That's a great tip. Yes. I love that for covering uh, like a, a blemish. Yes, a yeah. pimple. I like using my fingers for concealer on myself. For like underneath your for eyes? For underneath my eyes if I really want to like press it in and make it look more natural. Yeah. Also, people need to know, but concealer underneath the eye, how far do you take it past the eye? Because some people go much lower with their concealer, almost to their cheek. And so they're getting that very bright look all the way down to their cheek. Mm -hmm. But what I heard was... You shouldn't do that just because it doesn't end up looking good in the long run when your face is all done. You should keep the concealer just to exactly like underneath the eye. Don't make it go past like your cheek. Yeah, that's kind of my rule as well. Like I don't, I don't, don't pull bring it, it down, down too much. I don't pull it down past the cheekbone, no. No, so it stays pretty much concentrated just underneath the eye. Mm So Lindsay, for someone who's on the run, you got nurses, you got teachers out here. People have a lot of shit going on in their lives. Mom's dropping their kids off at school. They're just throwing their hair in a top knot and just trying to get through the day and not have a manic episode. And so for those people out there- Like myself. Yes. yes. What is one thing that they can do if they don't really have time to do a bunch of makeup or do a whole beat down on their face? Yeah. What's one little tip or trick for someone on the run that doesn't have a lot of time? One of my little hidden secrets that I feel like just brightens everything up, it brightens your day when you're feeling blue. Oh, what is, is that? Lorazepam, little... Xanax? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in addition to those yeah. is some, no, I keep it in my kit and I use it frequently myself just to kind of brighten my eyes. It's Lumify Eye Drops. 
I brought Lumify you- eye drops. I brought you a little sample. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Just one or two drops in the eye. If you wear contacts, you have to take your contacts out before you put them in. So you can't put them in with contacts. So plop that in, brighten your eye, throw a little gloss on, maybe a little cream blush, yes. and then go in the top knot and be manic, you yeah. know? <laughs> Lindsay, I was a little skeptical of these Lumify drops because you brought these up to me. And yes. I was like, that's your tip or trick. And you're like, no, they're really great. And I was like, bullshit.com. Like yeah. your base, your tip or trick, celebrity makeup artist was use Visine. I was like, what? They're not Visine. No, it's not. No, but that's what I thought. Like, yeah. it's just going to be something like that. Yeah. Um, Because I've used Visine for redness. Mm-hmm. No. Visine, take a seat. <laughs> this is a game changer. So I tried these drops, Lumify drops. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is not a low life sponsored podcast. It should be after this with Lumify. But I tried these drops out, two drops in each eye, took the contacts out, mm-hmm. put them in. First eye, just to see the difference. Mm-hmm. Shocking difference. <laughs> I thought my eyes were bright. And I, you know, I thought I had beautiful, bright eyes until I didn't. Once <laughs> I had these drops in, I looked at my eye and I was like, it's kind of like egg drop soup compared to the other one. Like a yellow tinge, a jaundice feel. My kidneys are failing. And so once I did the other drops, I was like, oh shit, this really does make a difference. It I look makes a huge difference. So much more awake. So much more awake, so bright, so fresh, so well rested. Like it's... It, that's the difference. And I, I I told you, I keep them in my kit, but anytime I'm doing like early, early morning TV with my clients, like we have the Today Show and we have to be up for glam at 3 a.m. That's like the first thing I pop into Drop their in eyes. some Lumify. That and some cooling eye patches under the eye to get rid of any puffiness. Game changer. It really is. So I don't know if these are safe to use on the daily. I have no idea. I, I mean, I'm not an optometrist. I'm not an optometrist. You so know, it could end I, up I don't making know. you blind. <laughs> You can wear, you know, bright I, eyes, but you'll be Stevie Wonder by the end of the year. Who knows? I don't know if there's like super safe to use every day, but like for special occasions. I don't know if occasions. it's on a daily use. Yeah, that's definitely something, you know. So you'll check, have to look into check it. Check with your doctor. Check with your doctor, your optometrist. Go to Lens Crafters and just ask them about it. Yes. But it does actually work. Lumify is awesome. It does work. And for that, yes, for that special occasion that you just need some brightness. I want absolutely. it every day. So I need to talk to a doctor to see if this is safe to use. Well, yeah, now, because you wear contact lenses as well. So I would definitely check. Yes. Don't and take so, my word for it. seeing the difference though, I also need to get a full physical because I <laughs> get realized- your kidneys checked. Need to check on those kidneys uh, because I'm looking a little yellow in the eye, like Flint, Michigan water vibes. And so in the other eye, after I used Lumify, it felt like Evian, beautiful spring alpine water. And so it's a big difference. Um, I suggest you go get yourself some Lumify right now and brighten your life and Brighten your life, get a little kiss <sighs> on the cheeks and the lip and be done. And we gave everybody an affordable blush to use, that yes, cream blush. The cream blush, pop that on. So you can still have beautiful skin and eyes and have makeup and you could do it all under, let's say 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it do that. Cost and a fortune. I know there's a brand that I really like for travel too, because they all stack on top of each other. The brand is called Trini London. Trini London. Mm-hmm. And they click on top of each other and they're real small round containers and they just click on top of each other. And the cheek and lip products are the same. Like you can use it on your cheek and your lips and it's so nice. And they also have little eyeshadow colors that you can use. So like a Dual purpose products like that is amazing because you can have that for your cheek and your lip. Just pop that little doot doot on, be done, brighten with Lumify. I remember you and I were in the Bahamas naked on a beach together. And (laughs) (laughs) 
Were we naked? We weren't naked. We're but, naked. But like spiritually, I was there with you. Yes. And so completely naked and vulnerable. Yeah. And so when we were on the sand and I remember I was like, oh, I want to like do something to look good for dinner tonight. And I was mm-hmm. like, could you do my makeup? And you were like, I got a lot going on tonight, you know, because you had to like prep for the next day. We had an early call time. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what's something I could do for my eyes? And I don't even have mascara. And I said, all I brought was like bronzer. And you said, put a little bit of bronzer underneath your eyebrow and oh, yeah. highlight your eyebrow, mm-hmm. like a shimmery bronzer. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, you witch, filled <laughs> with crazy little talented tricks. Little... Magic. I put that bronzer underneath my brow line just to make it pop a little bit. Yeah. It looked really pretty. It is really pretty. So you could end up using a dual purposes for several products that you have. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm doing like a quick makeup in the morning, I have like five minutes to put something on. I can get away with using a foundation, a concealer, like a darker concealer, you know, to like contour with and then like a blush and go. Because I can use a darker concealer stick as a- root touch up? Huh? What are you using it for? What the hell do you, no, are you use like a, a dark concealer stick for? Like it, you can use it as a bronzer. Oh. And, and or a contour. Okay. So to kind of give a, like a little bit of just highlight, contour, a quick moment of mm-hmm. definition to this face. Yes. And then a pop of color and go. Lindsay, thank you for all your tips and tricks and Thanks your advice. Thanks for having me on. I always love- coming on and spending time with you and yeah. your low life. Oh, I love this. I've had the best time here with you, um, but we always get some great tips and tricks and helping us look great. Love you, Lindsay. Love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I am so into this beauty series that we did. I want to do more beauty episodes, more skincare episodes. I like diving into health and wellness stuff. And I want to have more industry experts that come on to help the lowlifers. And I'm able to get these incredible guests coming on the show because downloads are great. People are listening to the show and you are helping build this community. It's all because of you that we could have these shows at no cost to you. We could have these incredible guests that come on that actually have so much information that they could share with us. And so I want to continue to do that. And it's all because of you. So I want to say thank you. Gracias from the bottom of my spicy heart because without you supporting the show and building this community... I would be nothing. This podcast wouldn't exist. And so (laughs) thank you so much for supporting the show and leaving the review on Apple Podcast. The more reviews you have on Apple Podcast, the better. It really is a small gesture that makes a huge impact on a show. And so for my listeners, my lowlifers who have taken the time to leave that review, I have listeners who will leave a review every single week. Thank you for doing that. You are seen, you are heard, boo, and you are so appreciated for doing that. You really do help this show. You are the backbone of this podcast, and I fucking love you. Thank you for being here. Next week's episode, I want to go back to our roots and have a good old-fashioned solo mission here. There are a few things I'd like to dive into, one of those things being Love is Blind. The new season of Love is Blind, it is everything I need and more right now. Oh, I love it. And so I've been watching that. If there's any other shows that you've been watching, send them my way. But also, if there are any questions that you have for me, I'm going to do an advice segment on the show. I get so many questions sent in for my lowlifers. And so I like to take an opportunity to actually answer your questions. If you're going through it right now, if you need some help with a specific topic or you're struggling in a relationship and you just need an opinion, some advice, send your question into the Low Life Podcast. There's the Instagram page, which is popping off right now. One of the videos I just posted on the Low Life Podcast page just went freaking viral. It's over 3 million views in like 24 hours. I was like, geez, 
It's killing it. But there are really funny memes, also updates on the podcast, upcoming guests, and it's a great way for you to get in touch with me. So that's the Instagram page at The Low Life Podcast. Also, my personal Instagram is at stylelvr, S-T-Y-L-E-L-V-R, or you could hit me up in the Facebook group, the Low Life Facebook group. Join the cult, baby. It's a coven cult. It's a safe space for you to wave your freak flag. But please write in with any of your questions. I'll keep them anonymous, but I'll be sharing them next week on the solo mission. The week after that, I have a very special guest, the most highly requested guest I've ever had on this show, the highest downloaded episode I will ever have on this show, bringing the queen back. The queen has come out of hiding. (laughs) She is back stronger than ever. She no longer has pneumonia. She's feeling so much better. And I know she's dying to come back and talk to you as well. And so we have a very special sentimental episode with the queen. Just in time for Pisces season, I wanted to do a very special birthday tribute episode to her because I'm obsessed with her and I know you are too. And she's just so great on the mic. And so we have our spicy little piranha Pisces queen coming on the podcast. The queen will be coming in hot. I want to take a moment to shout out listeners who have taken the time to leave that review on Apple Podcasts, the backbone of this show. And I want to show my gratitude. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, give the show five stars, subscribe right now, but make sure you put your Instagram handle somewhere in the review because I might just be sliding into your DMs and sending you a little something, something. If you do leave a review, put your Instagram handle there, take a screenshot of it and send it to the Instagram page or my personal one or in the Facebook group so that I can see you and then send you something from the Low Life Gifting Suite. And we have some incredible gifts to share with you. There are some skincare products that I'm obsessed with, shit you didn't know you need from Amazon, gifts from our sponsors, gift cards, Starbucks cards, just a little love note I'll be sending your way. So if you want a chance to get a little something, something from the Low Life Gifting Suite, all you got to do is leave that review on Apple Podcast. All right, let me shout out some kings and queens. First one is coming in hot from at Millennial Problems. Oh, I love that name, Millennial Problems. (laughs) Here we go. She writes, leveled up skincare, five stars. I love the episodes with Elizabeth. I just listened to the most recent one and then went back and binged the two parts from last year. Thank you for all the skincare tips and tricks for this millennial that felt clueless. I have all my splurge and save products ordered, including some from SkinDRX, because who's better line to trust than the skin queen herself, Elizabeth? Oh, I love that you ordered some products. That's amazing. I pride myself in being a skincare guru. I love skincare products. And I know a lot about them and I spent a fortune trying every product you could imagine from drugstore to super expensive. And I even learned a lot from those episodes. There were things that I didn't realize I was doing wrong. And so if you haven't enjoyed those episodes yet, treat your ear holes to level up your skincare in 2024. They are highly beneficial, jam-packed informational episodes. Next review coming in hot from at Krista Claire. Love the name. Krista Claire writes, Drink your water, puta. Five stars. I've been a day one listener. My favorite episodes are when you have Caitlin or Haley on. You make me giggle while on the treadmill. I love to hear your take on documentaries. Drink your water, puta. Love, Krista Claire. Krista, thank you for taking me with you on that treadmill. I know it sounds like hell sometimes to work out. It's like the last thing I want to do. So if I could bring you a little giggle and some joy while you're on that treadmill... Hopefully it can distract you so you can get your workout done. That makes me so happy. (laughs) So thank you for taking me with you. All right, we have time for one more review. And this one is coming in hot from at Megan. How do I say this last name? It's Chiaraluce. Megan Chiaraluce. Are you Italiano? Megan Chiaraluce. Oh, what a beautiful name. Megan Chiaraluce, right? I hope I'm saying that correct. Serotonin for the soul, five stars. This Diet Coke sipping, Dorito finger licking... (laughs) Docu-series flipping hot mess of a mom. 
Loved me some low in her life. Always a mood game changer for the better. Would love to hear a deep dive on John Benet Ramsey and your take on love on the spectrum. On a lighter note, LOL. Keep being you, low. She gave me a salsa dancer, a little cocktail, and a whale emoji and a heart. Thank you, gracias, from the bottom of my spicy heart, Megan. Chiarluce. I think it's Chiarluce. Anyway, gracias, Megan, for that beautiful review. I was so into that John Bonet case. Oh, it was wild. Captivated the nation. This was in the 90s, early 2000s, but I was glued to that story. There's so many different twists and turns to it, and we never found the killer, but yes, I would be down to do a deep dive into John Bonet. And it's crazy that you just mentioned Love on the Spectrum because I'm obsessed with that show. Oh, I love Love on the Spectrum. It's the sweetest freaking show. I definitely would love to do a deep dive on that show as well because it is so freaking cute. It is good for the soul and it makes me want to date somebody who's on the spectrum. And that's the perfect place to leave this week's episode on. I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Enjoy some time with your friends, your family. Take a nice long shower. Apply your serums. Take an edible. Masturbate. Celebrate. Have a margarita with some tahini around the rim. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. We, we love, love you. you and we're out. Bye. <laughs> Bye guys. Hey y'all, I'm Brandy Cyrus. Wait, are we live? <laughs> and that's my mom Tish. Sorry, we're stoned. You're going to have to talk into the mic, toots. Hey, everybody. It's Tish the Dish here. Just ready to dish on all of life's hottest topics. And plus, you'll hear crazy family stories, design tips, and oh, so much more. So follow our pod and find us on Instagram at Sorry We're Stoned so you don't miss an episode. Bye, stoners.